0: Welcome to Coaching and Cocktails, the podcast. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Wonderful. <laughs> and here we are again. I'm very proud of us for staying on track with our podcast recordings that we
1: started last week. And we can stay on track with introducing who we are, Coaching and Cocktails. I'm Brandy. And I am Tina. Yeah, In case we're you were wondering,
0: yeah, we're on a roll. We did actually have some listeners with our reintroduction of ourselves that came out this past Monday. So, um, well, I think hopefully we'll regain some more listenership. We'll have one or two. Oh, and
1: actually, now that you mention it, it didn't download on mine, <laughs> I didn't listen to it. So, but I'll you never do you ever because didn't you say you don't ever listen? I don't listen, but I hit play so that we get that. <laughs> <laughs> but i need to make sure (laughs) okay i won't lie
0: that i have occasionally done that and then sometimes i'll listen to it from several different podcast um channels (laughs) because i feel like (laughs) it it gives us more than one like listen
1: so you're telling me most of the listens are you like (laughs) all 34
0: is me so how many (laughs) different streaming channels are there you're going
1: from computer to computer around the house (laughs) listen do what you gotta do you know
0: no, I swear I'm not actually doing that, but I do listen to them and, and they're pretty I good. I think sometimes they're, they're pretty
1: good. good. So well, speaking of you um, making your own success by running around and doing listens on all the devices you can find, mm-hmm. we were going to kind of talk about the, the opposite today <laughs> and people self sabotaging. Yes. <clears throat> there That is
0: the opposite. I really like how you, how you, the foray, or foray, way.
1: <laughs> Whoops. I hit play while we we're on it. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I like how you, um,
0: you know, the word
1: how, how I, forayed,
0: how I forwayed <laughs> you weighed into that topic. So yes. Right. Okay. So it's been, um, it's, it's, it's been a common theme recently with clients. Actually, I think it's really it's just something that happens with lots of different clients from time to time. And I've been there, mm-hmm. done that myself, but where the topic is self-sabotage, right? Like why like what two steps one two step forward, one step back, um making great progress and then hit a bump in the road or A mental bump in the road, which is really what I feel like it comes down to more often than not, um, that ends up setting, setting people back and like, why does it happen? Yeah. Right. Um, I, I have told many clients my own story. And so this is kind of where I come from with like the self-sabotage stuff. I mean, it's, it's one thing, I mean, we always talk about like, it's one thing, like you have to have a strong why. Right. You have to have a good, you know, strong intrinsic reason why you're doing anything, or you're always going to have excuses. Mm-hmm. And um, to me, excuses, you know, everybody can use excuses as much as you like. They're just priorities in action, right? When you make an excuse mm-hmm. to do something of this versus that. But, but then there's this like this different feeling of just being in this really good place and then almost like purposely um, ruining it. Yeah. And why is that happening?
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: Um, and I,
1: I see it a lot too. I would say my, what I see the most of self-sabotage is schedule overloading slash overcommitmenting yourself or something to that effect. Like I will have a client who's done great even like made it through the big milestones of kind of like three weeks six weeks right they're on track and then all of a sudden they scheduled nine vacations signed up for 18 book clubs took three new jobs went back to school got three puppy you know and you're like what the fuck is this Mm -hmm. and it's straight Mm self-sabotage like they went out of their way to put themselves in a position where they cannot be successful anymore
0: and what is, so before I kind of give my take on it, I'm curious yours, like why, why are your clients doing that?
1: So, I mean, I, I'm not a psychologist or a psychiatrist that, however, does not stop me from dying. No, from the what <laughs> on, the, on earth, why do we even have to caveat anything with that? But I feel like for legal reasons, I need to state that <laughs> this is purely conjecture. mm mm-hmm. I I think it's people with this need for immediate kind of gratification. And when you start a program like ours, it is gratifying as you begin, right? You're making big sweeping changes. You're seeing big results. You've probably made big proclamations to your friends and family, right? It's exciting. It's this new exciting thing. And that wears off, right? Mm-hmm. That starts to become less exciting and now that's when you have to dig deep and actually make it just make it happen and that people who just need kind of that looking for like that filler right who feel empty and looking for that high this no longer suits that high and so they're off trying to find the next thing that is going to make them feel whatever that feel is that they need Mm. That is my guess on it. Just having seen lots of clients do it and kind of knowing their backstories and knowing where that all leads to. um, I I feel like it's chasing some sort of a high, which is a whole separate like psychological problem. Right. Yeah.
0: The immediate gratification the chasing the high the chasing the quick wins Mm -hmm. um but then also giving an excuse as to why the first thing you started the first big thing you started isn't working because now i'm too busy right No, i think that i think that's i think that makes a lot of sense um where i see my my um in my professional opinion, I am not a psychiatrist, but I do like to play one on a podcast. sometimes. (laughs) Um, So, and I know from my own personal experience, this was something that like I was doing every, pretty much every season I ever competed until my last one. And I would be rolling along, you know, making all kinds, and I was very committed to the process. This was not something like where I just fucked off on a regular basis. Like I was like, dead set. I was very committed. But then I would literally have these moments of just pure fuck it. I would just like go off the rails for, I don't know, 24 hours. And it took me a really, really long time to figure it out for myself. And then I've actually been, I I see this in a certain type of client. So I feel like it may be the case for some. And, and I always share my story. So I'm not, you know, I'm just like, I'm not saying that this is you, but this is what happened with me. So I think that for, for many, there is this fear of success um, or feel of fear of failure within the success, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. So in the sport of bodybuilding, because you're putting your, this isn't like who crosses the finish line first, right? Like you train for a race and you're the fastest that day. You're, you're putting all this work in and then you're going to get on stage and you're going to let a panel of random strangers decide your fate. Right, right. They're going to decide how good you are or are not, no matter comparative what effort, to other people. Comparative to other people, no matter how much effort you put in, right? They don't know your effort. They don't care. They just care what you look like that day on stage and what everybody else looks like. So, what I figured out for myself is that I was afraid to put in a hundred percent, then get on stage. And still not in air quotes. You can't see this in the podcast, not win. Um, and be told I wasn't good enough by mm. not winning again in air quotes, because this is this is the you know the fuck up and this is my head space, right? So if I put it a hundred percent got on stage and wasn't good enough, that would mean I, Tina, am not good enough, mm. right? So I realized I would have these moments of like off binges because if I did that and I didn't win in air quotes you had then I had a reason yeah. I had an excuse I had something to fall back on that was not Tina isn't good enough to get this placement or whatever does that mm. you know what I'm saying uh-huh. like yeah. I'm not saying any of that logically makes sense but that is and and until I figured that out I couldn't I you know, it was just one of those things where it just like, it was sort of an out-of-body experience and it was just happening. And I was like, why am I doing this to myself? And it took a lot of soul searching to figure that out. Um, I've actually recently sort of stumbled on that again for myself in another area, obviously not competing. Um, but I've been having so many flares with my lupus lately and I've had like so much pain and, um, but yet I haven't, and I can't, I'm not even going to be pretend to say I've done everything. Well, I've done everything. Well, no, I haven't. Right. Like, have I completely and changed my diet to an anti-inflammatory diet and never like have a drink of alcohol or do that? You know what I mean? Like, have I done those things? No. Have I literally done everything there is to do? No. Have I tried a lot of things? Yes. Um, but I had this epiphany the other day when I was thinking about this self-sabotage that like, I still have this fear of giving it my all and it not working. Mm. Do you know hmm. what I mean? Right. So like putting in the effort, I mean, cause it's a lot of effort to make those kinds of like, I mean, the anti, you know, the AIP diets and, you know, stuff like that. It's really hard. And that's not that I'm afraid of hard, but I'm like, well, I could do all that and still feel like shit
1: so what's the point (laughs) right but I I don't you know I don't think that's a bad perspective though either
0: right well but I think that like that's that is um what's the word I'm looking for that's like killing off my ability to do something before I even start right we we had this conversation about something else and we may not have called it self-sabotage but it's like Making sure you can't succeed before you even start kind of thing like we've had with clients.
1: Determining that you're not going to succeed before you start. Right, right. But, but, you know, I also think and I guess I want to be clear as you're talking in my mind anyway, self-sabotage and making a decision that something isn't worth it for you are two different things. Right.
0: No, I 100 percent.
1: Cause I, you know, i am you know, as you're talking about like the diet thing, well, like I'm training for a half marathon, half ass, right? Like I'm half ass training for a half marathon, but I'm kind of, I'm doing that by design, right? Mm-hmm. Like I made a decision. I don't want to try to, you know, race at a certain pace this time or do this or do that. So I'm not, it's not self-sabotage. I think yeah. it'd probably be, I guess it'd be self-sabotage if I'm like, you know what, I'm going to run eight minute miles. And then I never go training. <laughs> right. No, but that, but that,
0: yeah, <laughs> what you're talking about is not self-sabotage. You are training, you're putting in the effort by design for what your goal is. Right, but like if your you goal go, is to, way adjust, to it. right, and that is okay. There is nothing wrong with that, right? Like if you wanted to do a bodybuilding competition and really don't give a shit what you look like, yeah. then and you want to plan to half-ass it, then by all means do that, right? Yeah. I mean, if that that's your plan, but most people don't. The, what you're doing totally makes sense and is by design. I mean, right? it so doesn't, but
1: the, it's also just what I'm going to do. <laughs> I, you know,
0: it's. I think it's okay. I mean. I guess I could use my, my type of horseback riding versus yours, right? Like I'm learning dressage, but have, I'm never going to compete in dressage. That's not my goal. I'm learning it to challenge myself. So I don't, even though I still put pressure on myself that I shouldn't, I don't need to put pressure on myself. So I have to keep reminding myself that like, it's okay if I'm not like doing the best you know ride that I can every single time that I ride because that's not my goal. If I was going to compete like you do, then yeah, I should put a little more pressure on myself for that, but I'm that's not my goal with that. So
1: yeah, no, I totally understood. So something else just popped into my head that self-sabotage in my experience is often linked with victimhood, and I think that's why it annoys me, right? Like I personally, I have a low tolerance for people who play the victim, Mm -hmm. right? Like this is happening to me, right? No, no, your schedule didn't happen to you. Mm -hmm. No, your financial situation most likely didn't happen to you. Your whatever, your situation probably didn't happen to you. Because once somebody laps into like victimhood and self-sabotage in that respect, at least from a coaching perspective, it's very difficult to do much. Cause to your point earlier, like this person has just decided that they're a victim of their circumstance yeah, and are going to fail because of it. And what, you know, what can you do as a coach? Very little.
0: Right. Especially if it's, you know, just a a recurring behavior, Right. right? Like if we're doing this you know, if it's a, if it's a brand new client and this is something we're trying to work through as coaches to try to help them. Okay. Let's, what can we do right. To break this habit. If this is right. If if every time you set a goal, this is what happens then as coaches, right. I think we do a pretty good job of helping the people who want to be helped, who are actually willing to put in the work to, to overcome those types of obstacles that they've always thrown in their own way. Um, and the same thing on the flip side with the other type of self-sabotage, right? Like the, I'm just like the, the fear of failure within success kind of thing, or that, you know, um, like just not being successful, but still not being good enough kind of uh, self-sabotage. Um, you know, I think, you know, in either case, those are, they're great opportunities for us as coaches to, and, and I I have had several clients where, you know, initially I'm just like, Oh Jesus, like we're never going to get there. Right. Mm -hmm. And, but then you find that thing that clicks with that Mm -hmm. client and whatever that is. And then it's like, Oh, it's, and then you get to watch them really grow from there. And that, that I love. Right. But but you, the person has to be willing and open because this—if they're self-sabotaging in either the way you've described it or the way I've described it—it's probably something they've been doing their whole lives, right? This is right. something that's, you know, and maybe, th- maybe they do need a, a therapist, right? Like maybe there is more to it than—and—and and yes, I have certainly referred many clients to to that. But some can get over it with some coaching and the right approach, and some can't. Um, but I think it's important for people to do the work to at least sort of help to uncover it. Like, okay, well, why, right? Like, why am I doing this? It took me many, many years mm-hmm. to figure it out for myself. Like, it just made no sense to me. Um, uh, but then when I did, I was like, oh, it makes complete sense. You know, that, that, that makes sense. And I've shared that with a few clients who have, you know, sort of, um, more or less said, you know, yeah, they, they kind of relate to that. And and others, it's been different reasons. Um, but yeah, I think that it's a, uh, when you're in, when you're in the business of trying to set a goal for yourself, if this is something that's like constantly happening, uh, however it's happening, it's, I think it's worth looking into or else you're, you're just never going to get there. Right. right. Dig a little, <clears throat> digging deeper on it to figure out why.
1: Well, and <clears throat> right. I agree. And, maybe we are more successful at least when I have somebody who it's a recurring behavior, right? Cause there's always situations where you're cranking along and your kid got sick or, you know, you had something happen in life and that's fine and that's going to happen. You get back on track. We keep moving. That's not self-sabotage, no. but it's the people who are, it's like week after week, after week of something, a decision you made mm-hmm. that has then kept you from meeting your goal and when I see it's recurring, sometimes I just stop acknowledging it, mm-hmm. right? And I don't validate it. Yep. I don't talk about it. It's just, it's a fact, right? Things have to be kind, kind of become black and white. This was your goal. This was the result. Now there's, I don't need any qualifying information. Mm-hmm. Don't need any. Quali- and once you start to remove that as even part of the discussion, um, I don't I don't know what what changes if it removes like the emotional part of it for the client or maybe it provides a different perspective of yeah this really isn't relevant it's not relevant that like your boss broke his toe so you had to work i don't care like i don't care now yeah. this johnny got sick and your carburetor don't care don't care right yeah. like you're a grown it's, up it's don't funny cuz i
0: don't always acknowledge some of the you know, because I do ask you know, for clients like stress levels and you know some sure because that's like all
1: important. Their What's stress in is life
0: is important, right. But if somebody's this the stress box on their check-in form is every single week, like fifty thousand things, I'm like, most of the time I'm not even addressing them. And I'm like, okay, you know, yep, you got a high stress life. So what are we going to do to manage that, right? So it sounds like maybe we should make sure that we're actually putting in some mind-body work in in whatever we're doing, right? Like versus acknowledging like that every single one of these things is a life altering event. Now, an actual life altering event, yes, I will address it, of course. I'm not that's oh, not sure. but I am talking about the client whose stress level is at a 10 every single time they check in.
1: And most of them are self-inflicted, you know, self-inflicted issues. Like why well, yeah. I'm going to a concert and then I'm going on vacation and then you're like, well, okay, well, those sound like life choices. It's Mm -hmm. not a, it's not a free pass on things. Right. So I find, yeah, yeah, I I find that to be a big sabotage piece that I see a lot Mm -hmm. is just this excuse. um, And however that's processed in somebody's brain right so
0: it's it's excuses which again i always say excuses are just priorities and actions fine to have them but just understand that you just decided that this was a priority over this and yeah and, and, and there's no emotion to be involved in it we just move on um and then you know the um the perception of what people think is stressors in their lives and um people purposely putting things in their path to make sure that they're not, they're not successful so that they have excuses to not put in the work. Yeah. You know, whatever, whatever the case may be. And I think a lot of that busyness is avoidance of
1: avoidance. Yep.
0: Right. It's, it's a a lot of it is a hundred percent avoidance of really dealing with the real issues. Let me make myself the busiest person on the planet. So I never actually have to sit still with my thoughts. Um, and And, and, you know, just that sit still with my thoughts and Mm -hmm. what is actually going on, right? Like, why, why can't I be successful? Let me, I'll just be super busy. And then I never have to worry about it. Been there, done that. But yeah, all of those reasons. So if you find yourself never reaching the goals that you set for yourself and any of this resonates with you, um, you know, I encourage people to dig a little deeper and try to figure out what is it that you're doing. Like, are you really doing everything to meet your goals? Are you literally doing everything you can to make sure you don't reach your goals?
1: Right, absolutely. Yep, and then of course,
0: have the right right goal and have the right why. Yes, that's
1: That's a good one.
0: That matters too. All right, anything else on this topic? Nope, I think that's it. All right, well, don't sabotage yourselves, my friends. (laughs) (laughs) And don't get weird. No, wait, don't get weird. Yep, Yep. use your head. And everything will be okay.
1: (laughs) Bye.
0: Bye. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to Coaching and Cocktails, the podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you like to stream your favorites. Bye.